Hello, everybody. Alex Vieira here with another episode of the Economics of Everything podcast. Here on the Econ of Everything, we believe that economics in its purest form is the study of how people make decisions. Thus, our goal is to make our audience informed decision makers in all parts of their life. We're going to do that today by taking a look at speed reading and some different memory techniques. Now, speed reading is really important if you really want to get ahead in life because there's a lot of good books to read and not a lot of time to read them. So if you can get through all the BS and pull out all of the good information, that is the most important part. Now, what we want to focus on is first speed, then comprehension, and finally retention. Now, some old reading habits that people tend to use when they're reading a book that aren't excessively useful is they use fixation. So they read every single word, word by word, line by line when they read a page. Now, what we really want to do is read words in groups and not have to scan through the whole page. If you ever read a document, you know, you have your peripheral vision and you want to take advantage of that to the most of your ability. Next, we have regression. So that is when you're reading and then you go back and you reread the same information. This is not useful. And if you're really trying to go through and speed read a article or a book to the best of your ability, you want to keep regressions to a minimum. And finally, sub-vocalization. Reading to yourself. Every time you read a word, your mouth is moving. It's like you're actually saying the words. And this is much slower than if you were actually just mentally read the words in your head and not have to vocalize the words, even if it's just to yourself. One way that you can fix the sub-vocalization issue is when you read, keep the tongue to the top of your mouth. And so it restricts your mouth from subconsciously reading the words. And it forces you to internally read, not externally read. So just by doing that, just so you have an idea, by using those old reading habits, I'm sure 95% of you guys are using currently, the average reading speed is between 150 to 250 words per minute. That tends to be your average talking speed. So you can see how your sub-vocalization really drowns in or bleeds into your normal reading speed. Because if you can only talk at 100 words per minute, you're only going to read at 100 words per minute because you're reading every word out, out loud. When you're reading through a book, it's really important to improve your focus. Now, I do recommend if you're really taking a speed reading seriously to try to track the words along with your hand, a pen, or a piece of paper that keeps your eyes on the part of the page that is needed. Especially if you start reading through a document very quickly, you might lose your spot and that can really throw you off of your flow and keep you from being able to read at your best speed. There are different tools out there also that help put all of the words and spin through the words so you don't have to move your eyes at all that allows you to increase your words per minute substantially and definitely worth giving a shot. 
Now, when you're trying to improve comprehension, you want to slow down on the first sentence of each paragraph. You'll start to notice as you start doing this that a lot of the books are written out with the paragraph. The first letter, the first sentence of every paragraph is the, the subject of that paragraph. And so it really sets up the thesis of the paragraph and gives you a big bulk of what that paragraph is going to be talking about. For example, you'll see a paragraph come in like, and John took the cake to the bakery. And then the rest of the paragraph will be talking about that process. And then the next paragraph will be like, and the cake was filled with frosting. And then the next, that paragraph will be filled with what kind of frosting that was. And so you, you start noticing that if you read the first sentence of every paragraph very slowly and very intentionally, then you can start skimming through the rest of the paragraph because it tends to be very filler information that supports the first sentence. Now, using that, you have to keep in mind that changing speeds forces you to pay attention. So if you slow down on the first sentence and then you speed up for the rest of the paragraph, that does help increase your words per minute. And it also keeps you focused on what you're reading and ultimately higher focus on your words gives you higher levels of retention. And then you also want to inspect your book before you read it. Now, what that means is you go through your article or book and try to read the first sentence of every paragraph prior to reading it, and then inspect all of the, in the chapters. You wanna read the intro, read some of the subtitles, read bolded words, titles, and charts, and then the conclusion. Once you've read all of the big bullet points of the chapter, then you go back and reread. 95% of, of the people who do speed reading don't do this. And this really is based on the 80-20 principle. If you have a chapter with a few big charts and major points, there's going to be a big chance that a lot of those, a lot of the important media information is going to be bolded, is going to be set out separately. It's going to be said in the first few words in the paragraph. And just by doing a quality job inspecting the chapter, you can already start to have a good understanding of what's going to come next. And so you can better allocate your time when you're changing your speeds. So if you've already read through the first sentence of every paragraph, through the whole chapter, you've already hit all of the subtitles, the bolded words, and the conclusion and the intro, you know what's coming in that paragraph. You know the paragraph is, the whole chapter is gonna be about what's the best temperature to bake the cake. And you know that the first half of the paragraph of the chapter is gonna be talking about this is the best the best temperature. And then the second half of the chapter is gonna be why that temperature is the best temperature and all of the best case studies that prove that that temperature is the best temperature. And so if you already know that that's going to be the structure of the chapter, you can really drill into your first half of that chapter, get a good understanding of what's going on page by page, word by word. And then once you get into the part that you are less interested in for your own personal life, 
if you're a baked caker, you don't really care about why they picked that temperature, you just need it to work, then you can read through the back half of the chapter a lot quicker, knowing that you've already perused through it, you already know what kind of information is there, and you already know it's not really what you're interested in. It's also nice to inspect, to do this when you're inspecting a new book. You flip through the book and then you look for patterns of information in different groups. You look through the chapters and see if the chapters, the titles of the chapters are very interesting. If you see a title of the chapter that's very intriguing, go through that chapter specifically, inspect the chapter like I just said, read the intro, the conclusion, some of the subtitles and some of the charts. And it'll give you a very quick idea of whether or not this book is going to be something worth putting your time into. Like I said, there are a lot of good books out there to read and not a lot of time to read it. And so it's very important to be able to allocate your time to the best of your abilities so that you aren't wasting it reading things that aren't going to help you. So how about news? What is the best way for you to get through news? Well, most newsworthy information is going to be your who, your what, your when, where, and why. So do a quick scan through the article, pull out all that information, and you'll get a majority of what's important for you to know. A lot of the other information in that document is going to be some important details splattered here or there, and then other general information is going to fill the rest of the document with whoever wrote this, their own opinions of the piece, their own opinions of what's going on, and more information to fill out the article. Once you've finished reading a book, it's nice to go back and organize what you've read. I like to have little post-it notes that I slap on the back of the book, and I put on any little quote or paragraph or section that really pulls my attention that I know Oof, I'm going to want to reread this. I like to go back after I'm done reading the book to categorize all of those little post-its into different categories, big, long, overarching conversations in the book. For example, in Alan Greenspan, The Age of Turbulence, he has a long conversation about inflation throughout his 400-page books, and they're scattered all over the page. There isn't really just an inflation chapter in his book. And so being able to go through and look at all of his thoughts on inflation categorized very simply after the book is all finished makes reviewing the book very easy and very manageable once I have finished. So that's one way of taking notes. Another way is you can go ahead and mind map all that information. And on the topic of retention, there's some different tools that you can use to increase your memory to have a better level of retention. So when you're looking at memory, there's a few different ways for you to use it. There is association, where you associate a piece of information with another. Visualization, where in your mental mindscape, you associate a piece of information with a visual artifact. Since visual recall is better than verbal recall, and you try to have that visual thing that you associate with that information to be rather out of the ordinary. You like, it'd be best to chunk all your information into groups and of course repetition. The more you think about something, the more likely it is for you to remember it. 
one way for you to really take advantage of the visualization aspect of memory is to create a memory palace. Now, this is a method of Loki, L-O-C-I. You create a walkthrough of the home within your mind, and you create order of sub-locations within that house. This helps you memorize things by associating different topics with different sections of the homes as you walk through. So as you, if you have a cooking, if you have a lot of information about cooking, then you'll have a part of your home that is a kitchen. And in that kitchen, you have a lot of different aspects that remind you of information that you've uncovered in the past that you've stored away in this visual type of memory that is easier, as we recall, to remember than verbal types of memories. Since you can, we spend all day looking at things, but we don't spend all day listening to things. So it's kind of becomes like your own mental filing cabinet. If you've ever mentally pictured yourself having a filing cabinet, it's kind of like that. But instead of having all of the information just filed off into like A, B, C's, and D's, put them like you have a drawer full of spoons and each spoon is a different word and you have a mixer a concrete mixer in the back because milk tends to curd and that's something that's important for your life and so you use different visualization techniques based on the information that you're using that is helpful for you in specifics now using these different techniques i was able to take my words per minute from 206 words per minute at the beginning of this training that I had all the way up to 324 words per minute. That is a 50% increase in my ability to read words quickly. And from then on, I have improved substantially. And one of the most important things with practice comes perfection. And you tend to get your higher levels of retention and understanding as you practice speed reading further. Definitely recommend the outlines and inspecting is a big help. And it tends to be something that people forget because they just think, oh, I'm going to have to read this thing twice. But reading it over and over again gives you a higher level of retention. And it also helps speed up your reading considerably. So that is all I have for you guys all today. So thank you all for joining us on another episode of the Economics of Everything podcast. We look forward to filling the world with more informed decision makers like you. Please give this podcast a five star on any platform you're currently listening to, be it a Spotify, a Apple Music, or a Google Plays. And I appreciate all of your feedback. Remember, the economics of everything, our interest, is in your future value.